Hear that? Believe it or not, summer is just around the corner. Luckily, Armorall, America's most trusted auto appearance brand, has what your car needs to get that perfect summer shine. Plus, now through May 31st, we'll give you $5 for every 20 you spend on Armorall products. That means car wash pods, protectant, tire shine, you name it. Find out how to get your $5 rebate at armorall.com. Armorall, less work, more clean. Terms apply. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. What is going on, Diesel Nation? We're excited to have you guys with us today on the Diesel Podcast. If you're watching this on YouTube and aren't subscribed, make sure and click the subscribe button, like, comment, let's just think about the episode. If there's a particular guest or topic you'd like to have on the show, we're definitely checking comments on there all the time. Love to be able to take your guys' suggestions and then work them into future episodes. Today, I'm going to be chatting with Lyle from Daily Driven Performance, and I wanted to talk with him about how to set up a 6.7 Cummins daily driver, what kind of parts he'd recommend for a little bit more power and torque for towing, daily driving. Um, we're going to go through transmissions, fuel systems, basically everything that you'd want to do to a 6.7 liter Cummins to get a little bit more out of it. So I'm looking forward to chatting with him today. Before we get to it, though, I want to remind you our friends over at Kershaw Knives have a 20% off-site wide code for you. Use code 23diesel at kershaw.kaiusa.com. It's a great way to save some money, get some really cool gear. So if you need a knife for EDC or hunting, fishing, at work, at home, they've definitely got you covered. They've had a ton of new releases in 2023. And one of the newest ones are the Duralock models. And the blade's made out of D2 steel. The way that it opens and closes is really smooth. And there's a bunch of choices for different blade shapes and then also different handle designs and shapes as well. So if you're in the market, definitely make sure, head on over to their website, check them out, and use code 23diesel20 for 20% off. All right, let's get to today's podcast with Lyle and chatting with him about how to set up a 6.7 liter Cummins for daily driving and towing. Lyle, welcome to the Diesel Podcast. Looking forward to chatting with you today about daily drivers and you're the founder of Daily Driven Performance. So I think things are going to line up really well for us to talk about how to build a really cool 6.7 Cummins daily driver. So welcome to the podcast. Yeah, thanks for having me, man. When uh, when you guys sent out this invite for me, I was uh, I was pretty stoked, man. I've uh, listened to the podcast and obviously, you know, I've had a you know, there's a lot of big names that have been on it. So I was, man, super happy to be a part of it. So. Well, yeah, it was, uh, we had somebody asked to have you on and then I was going through your uh, social media pages and I was checking out all these cool trucks and all these different things you're working on. And they had wanted to hear about how to set up a daily driver, like a newer coming. So say something within the last four or five years. And I thought it'd be a really good chance to be able to put everything together between, gosh, tuning, turbos, injectors, injection pump, transmission yeah. even, what what people really need for just an ultimate you know, kind of tow rig. But before we get into that, I wanted to ask you, for people who don't know you and don't know your company, tell us a bit about yourself, um, daily driven performance, what you guys work on, what your focus is. Yeah. So uh, my name is Lyle Richmond. Um, we have been, well, I started daily driven. It's been probably about three and a half, four years. Um Previously to this, I actually worked in the uh, the diesel industry for about 12 years. Um, much of that time I spent, uh, I say probably half that time I spent working for uh, just Bully Dog, you know, as a uh, their national sales manager. And then uh, that whole deal kind of 
well, they got bought out by a, a big investment company, which transitioned to also working for uh, SCT Performance. So, man, I did that for probably, oh, I lose track of time, man. It's, it's been a good 11, 12 years that I worked for them. And then, uh, you know, just like anything else, man, you know, things change, you know, all that good stuff. And I always have felt like being a big part of the scene, man. Like, I love the racing, man. I love the traveling. I, I loved all that stuff, man. And as it uh, kind of grew and got bought out by the investment company, man, the, the first thing to go out the door is the race programs. And, uh, you know, all the all the cool stuff, all the fun stuff, it just it wasn't the same place anymore, man. So we, uh, you know, I have had this idea of starting daily driven performance for, you know, a few years. Never never quite had the balls to, uh, to do it, you know. And then uh, just one day, you know, we uh, – Kind of funny story, but uh, we were drinking and uh, just kind of with a bunch of friends. And just one night late in, in the evening, we uh, we sent a bunch of money to a web developer, man, and registered an LLC at like 1, 2 in the morning, you know, and uh, kind of woke up the next day and I was like, shit. Did I just do it? <laughs> it's, it's happening, man. And so, you know, it, uh, that, that was kind of the moment, man. It's it kind of a surreal thing that uh, that we kind of did in a unsurreal moment. And uh so yeah, we started the company, man. Um, I quit uh, Bully Dog and uh, CT. Not uh, not much longer following that. Um, scariest thing I've ever done in my life, man. It, uh, to to leave such a good paying job, a, a company that I thought I was going to be a lifer for, you know, to uh, you know gamble on an idea, man. And so we uh, we started daily drum performance, just you know, like a lot of a lot of companies started it out of our home, you know, had a had an office, you know, in the basement, and uh, you know, got to where we we're just drop shipping man and uh then it got to the point where we're like okay we need to start stocking some products and uh you know next thing we know you know i i lived in a uh in a subdivision hoa but next thing i know we uh we have a three-car garage filled up with exhaust systems intakes you know fast systems and uh we're starting to get fined from hoa for uh basically having too many trucks parked to the house and uh, delivery trucks and semi showing up with freight so um yeah, so it kind of snowballed from there, man. We uh, we found a uh, piece of property out in good old American Falls, Idaho. We have a 5,000-square-foot shop out here. Um, we're starting to just inventory as much as we can, and, uh, yeah, it's just kind of went from there, man. So we, uh, we've we been full in about, I want to say, like four years with Daily Driven, and uh, just every day is a new adventure, man. just keeps growing, and uh, we just play every day by ear, man. A lot of a lot of similarities we have, which we were chatting a little bit before the podcast was really interesting. And something that uh, is probably my biggest pet peeve of diesel. It's probably even in the gas side, but I'm just not over there, so I don't know. But I talk to a lot of business owners, uh, founders of companies, and one of the things that they talk about is either they knew they wanted to do it from the start. And that's what they did. So they got into starting their own business in their late teens, early 20s, and they built it. Or they would be people like you and I who broke in in a different way and were on another path. But there was this nagging voice in the back of our head that said, you should try this. You should do this. Time's running out. You got to go do it. And I've never had this on the podcast. I've only read this different places. But people will say um, sometimes, oh, well, this guy's just doing it out of his basement, doing it out of his house. And the reason that's always been a pet peeve of mine is I think, how else are you supposed to do it? Are you supposed to yeah. go get immensely in debt, get a brick and mortar store and sit there and hope the phone rings and risk your financial life, you know, the, the providing for your family? How are you going to break into this? And honestly, in other industries, that's how people do it. And yeah. so I, I wanted to chat with you a bit about that because I know there's people, younger people who listen 
and they also hear those same things or read them and think, oh, I shouldn't do it that way. I should probably try to save up the money, get a loan, borrow money, go rent this office space right at the start. What would you tell somebody younger out there that maybe is hesitant because they've heard these other voices, maybe even people they look up to, that say, oh, well, you don't want to be that guy in, in your house doing it or in your basement doing it? You know, the, the biggest thing to me, man, so like working at Bully Dog and SCT, man, we'd always sign up dealers. And we typically, 90% of the time, we hated the basement people. But I, I would say this, man, you can start a business any way you want as long as you're starting with it with integrity. Yeah. You know, so like the, the biggest thing is with me, you know, I, I didn't want to take out a loan, man. We, we started everything out of pocket, man. We lived off savings for years. And of course, you know, we started in the basement. But the thing that makes other big shops mad and other just other legit companies is the people doing it in the basement that just somehow got a wholesale account and they're slinging the parts for super cheap, man. Like they're, they're like, Oh, I don't care. You know, I make 20 bucks instead of selling it at, uh, you know, at the correct price where you should be making a hundred bucks. And so, man, it, uh, I always tell people if you have the idea and there's a way to do it, absolutely do it, man. It's just uh, got to do it with integrity, man. You can't be that person that's in, uh, you know, that does that kind of stuff and is you know, dropping the prices and just kind of screwing everyone else, man. Because uh, I, I would support someone in a basement any day over someone taking out huge loans, getting themselves up in debt, and setting themselves up, you know, for failure to begin with, man. It, uh, it just that, that's I mean, it can it can be done that way, man. But I don't know. I I've never felt that's the way to do it. So it's just people just need to make sure they're they're going about it, you know, the right way, man. Just not uh, you know not actually stepping on people trying to make their own way in the world, you know. So that would be something that they would use if they, they had this idea to do anything in automotive and they're trying to set up accounts or trying to network is making sure that you put, making sure these companies or these relationships you're building, they know that you're doing it with integrity, that you're in this for the long haul versus like you mentioned, the person that somehow gets a wholesale account and is selling stuff below map and just, you know, all those sorts of things, because I think that will really help them what you're talking about, how they approach it. Um, to be able to set these things up. So that, that would be what you would say, you know, would be a key in doing this. Yeah. I mean, it's just, uh, I mean, obviously, you know, I worked within the industry for a long time, you know, which helped really set me up for success. But I think the way you project yourself and the way you go about stuff really, really can kind of give people a good idea of, of what you're going for, man. And uh, like I said, we, we've seen it over and over again, man, people just, they get a they wholesale account and, you know, they start slinging stuff, but, yeah, it's super low prices, and it just that, that gets around fast, man. If you get that kind of reputation, you know people people definitely know, man. But uh, I'd say just if you're in it for the long haul, and it's you know really what you want to do, you know properly register, you know a, a business name, properly put some time into it, and uh, you know put that effort out there so people know, you know whether it's just having you know a good social media and good standings with uh, you know just the basic stuff of making sure you you are operating as as an actual businessman. It uh, there's too many of those people out there. They, like I said, they get the wholesale accounts and you have to start kind of stepping on toes and uh, that will get you booted pretty quick. And if you're not booted quick, it's, you're not going to have a good reputation, but uh, there's, there's definitely a right and a wrong way to go about it. Where'd the name daily driven performance come from? <laughs> oh man. Uh, that's another drinking story, man. Um, <laughs> I can't tell you how many times um, to me and my, my, Good friend, uh, Adam Smith, uh, he worked with me at Bully Dog at the time, and uh, we would sit down at the uh, the press box in Pocatello, Idaho, man, and my wife at the time was, she was a server there, and so we'd just sit at the bar and, well, get drunk until she got off work and she'd give us a ride home. 
and uh, every every day, man, we'd sit there and we'd, we'd go back and forth, you know, what would be a good name? I mean, this, this is probably a whole year, man, just going back and forth with it. And then uh, it was just the previous weekend I had driven my truck to, uh, I want to say it was a sled pull or a drag race, something like that. But uh, we drove it there, we changed tires, you know, and then I ended up towing a truck home at the same time too, because another truck broke. And uh, so it just kind of came from that, that it's like, you know what, you daily drive the shit out of your truck. You know, that's, that should be the name. And because uh, cause to me, it was a big deal, man. I, I always showed up to all these events with my truck and uh, the level that my truck's at, you know, it's about 1,000, 1,200 horsepower. But uh, in that in that class, I was always competing with dedicated trucks. And especially in the sled pulling world, you know, I was one of the only trucks that uh, would show up that wasn't like a straight sled pull truck. You know, I jacked the truck up. I'd, I'd put my blocks in, you know, we'd change tires, all that good stuff. And we'd, we'd almost always place, you know, third second and a lot of times first and then uh, we'd convert it back and, and drive it home and so that was always something that i don't know man there's a lot of pride in something like that man we, we were always so happy to uh, show up and do that that uh, just seemed super fitting um another big role of where it came from is i mean let's let's face it man we're, we're all young at some point um, i feel like a lot of kids start in the diesel industry with smoke you know i truck that truck smokes that's cool and uh, so I've, I've been blessed enough that uh, when I started out, my first truck was a 9412 valve. And I had a, <laughs> I bought it on the premise that it smoked 100%, man. And, uh, you know, I built that truck with as cheap parts as I could find. eBay, you know, the classic uh, eBay HX40, man. I had one of those on that truck and, you know, just big injectors and all that kind of stuff. And uh, it was a fun truck. It made some power. But it wasn't very suitable, man. And then, uh, then I had another Cummins, and uh, I had built that truck with a little bit more mid-grade parts. You know, that's right when I started working for uh, Bully Dog, and so my a little bit more income, and it drove a lot better. But still, wasn't really a, a really what I'd call a, a true good daily driven truck. You know, it's still smoky, hot stuff like that. And then uh, our most recent truck, I've had this truck for about ten years. Um, we built with you know some of the better high-end parts put a lot of thoughts into making sure everything correctly is matching up, man. We didn't just throw a big set of injectors in and then hope a turbo match. We did a lot of research, a lot of time, a lot of talking to manufacturers, a lot of learning. And uh, ultimately we, we built this 06 mega cab and, you know, as it sits, it makes 1200 horsepower and uh, it still tows trucks, man. Like I towed two trucks not too long ago and then turned around and put uh, dual rear tires on it would have competed in sled pulling, podiumed, came back home. And so that's kind of kind of where the whole daily driven and just everything came together is I was always super proud and having the experience of building with cheap parts, medium parts, and then finally just realizing how much better truck ran with the correct combination of parts. It, uh, yeah, it, it's been a, it's been a journey for me, man. And it not only did it, uh, you know, result in truck stuff, but it resulted in, well, daily driven man it uh, just i couldn't believe it just what i could accomplish with a little bit of research and you know advice to think that i made a truck that not only tripled the horsepower of my other trucks that were dirty but uh, you know I, I had built something that uh, i could daily drive and do everything a truck could do and still kick ass on the track but it uh, just took the right advice and you know a little bit of research and time that was the part that really got me interested was the daily driven aspect because i could enjoy the truck and drive it every day and have a little bit more power versus something dedicated. That was always the angle. And that's why with your company name, 
that really caught me because it touched on something that got <laughs> me into this at the start. And that's where I think the question came about with our listener. I don't know what other trucks he may have had in the past or anything like that, but he said, hey, I'd love to hear about how I set up a 6.7 Cummins for you know, the ultimate daily driver. And there's so many new products and so many things that people can buy now for these newer trucks where their emissions intact, turbos and tuning and tons of different things. And so I wanted to ask you, how would you set one up? What would be the process? Like if I came to you and I had a bone stock, say 2018 to 2022, 6.7 Cummins, and I said, I'm kind of tired of the power. I want a little bit more. I do tow. How would you guide me through that process? So I guess, so here, here's a pet peeve of mine, man, is because we have a lot of customers that, you know, they, they say they want more power of this and that. And, you know, they'll, they'll even go online to forums and say, hey, look, I need this truck to make 550 horsepower. I want to tow my camper good. And uh, you get a ton of bad advice, man. Like almost instantly on forums, you'll see people like, oh, S467, do an S467, blah, blah, blah. And no one ever actually asks the question like, how do you use the truck? What are you using the truck for? What are you trying to accomplish? And stuff like that. So, I mean, that's that's always our first go-to when someone comes to us asking for advice. You know, we, we dig into it. You know, we see what their lifestyle is. You know, are you going camping? Where do you live? Like New Mexico to where there's, you know, crazy hills and high elevation? Or are you in, you know, Florida at uh, sea level? You know, all that kind of stuff kind of kind of plays a role in it, man. So we, uh, we typically ask, you know, that's the biggest thing. What do you do with the truck and what are you hoping to achieve? And so that uh, depending on what they want to do, that really kind of guides us in, you know, the suggestions of as far as the parts go and the combination of parts. Um, but typically on like one of those newer trucks, I mean, no matter where you live, you know, something like we'll say just like something like an SMB cold air intake, you know, that's a very, very basic mod. They cost 350 bucks. You know, typically it's not going to be a high, high performance, high horsepower modification, but it's one of those first mods that's, Super easy for beginners. Just let's face it, if you're new into the diesel scene, you may not be super familiar. And, you know, maybe swapping out of turbos, intimidating at that point. And so we uh, we really enjoy selling the, you know, a basic setup like that. You know, you get a little bit more turbo noise, you know, maybe, maybe 10, 15 horsepower of the wheels. Nothing, nothing crazy, but it makes your ears happy and it uh, fulfills that easy, very beginning kind of entry-level modification, you know, to one of those trucks. And yeah. honestly, on a, on a 6.7 Cummins, I mean, you're probably a 30 minute to uh, an hour install on a, on a colder intake, but uh, we, we definitely usually suggest people that's, that's where you start. Um, something like that. Um, there's a lot of other companies out there. S and B is, you know, definitely our preferred, but uh, you know, there's, there's banks, there's AFE, you know, any, any of them are going to be, you know, a super good company, but uh, you know, over here, we just, you know, bury over at S and B is always treat us good. And we believe it's a super high quality product. So that's definitely one of the first mods that uh, that we push people into. Um, as far as I guess beyond the uh, the SMB intake or really just any kind of an intake, um, any kind of calibrations to the trucks are always super super helpful. Um, we always kind of have to have that chat with customers when it comes to tuning, though, as to where you have an emission system on that truck that is meant to basically catch particulate matter, right? And so anytime you tune a truck, depending on the tuning how much time and research they put into, you know, stuff like that. It, uh, we, we just want to make sure people are aware that depending on your driving style, you know, it, it can increase the load on the DPF a little bit or, you know, none at all, depending on how you drive, man. We've, we've tested a lot of emissions on uh, calibrations and tunings on a couple of different platforms. And uh, yeah, I mean, we've always been super happy, man. Simply add just 30 to 50 horsepower, very, very minimal extra load on your DPF. And, you know, you're, uh, 
towing cars increase as well as, uh, you know, kind of throttle response and, you know, the efficiency in that way. The tuning's definitely come a long way, especially with options and the refinement of it from what the companies that do offer it. They go through a lot of testing and validation procedures before they release it. So it's pretty much ready to go and very smooth and a lot of different options. Yeah. And, you know, there's, there's a few companies out there. There's, so there's a lot of custom tuning companies, you know, that they offer emissions on tuning and stuff like that. And they, they do just fine. They do good. But, uh, you know, recently we've been, you know, I've, I've got a few good buddies over at uh, edge products and, uh, you know, edge is kind of, you know, they used to be a really big name in the tuning space. And then obviously the cool thing is emissions off tuning nowadays and whatnot, but I, I've been to the edges facility and I've seen the amount of money that they've invested into the equipment to try and tune these trucks as efficiently as possible without increasing any of that sit load on the DPF. And dude, it, it kind of blows my mind that uh, how much money, you know, companies like that have actually invested, man. It, uh, it straight up looked like, I mean, 50 different sensors, you know, hooked up to the exhaust and measuring all kinds of things inside the DPF. And so it, uh, it, it made me really happy when I, when I went and toured Edge's facility and I, I saw they had all that stuff hooked up. It, uh, you know, it was really cool to see because, you know, I've, I've been in the tuning industry for, well, 12 years, easy. And, uh, you know, before when the DPFs came out, you'd throw a tuner on there and a hot tune. But within, <laughs> shit, man, I mean, we, we used to all the time and we'd, we'd deal with the plug DPF all the time, man. But uh, the new tuning, you know, we're talking... That was, you know, eight years ago, 10 years ago, but the new stuff works really, really good. So it, uh, we've seen awesome results, man. And, you know, the testing, not necessarily on the six, seven Cummins, but we've tested a lot of emission stuff on our six, seven Ford and, uh, the regen frequency and all that has been no more than, uh, you know, than it was, a uh, you know, in stock form, but, uh, the truck was way more enjoyable to drive. Now does, once we do the air intake and, and we do tuning, does that seem to get, most truck owners kind of right where they want to be for power or do they still, how does it work from there? Cause I think of my journey, it was, I was happy with just a, like a box tune for maybe three to six months. And then I wanted a little bit more and it started a whole other process. Yeah. It, uh, it, det- it depends on the type of person you are, man. Some, some people that say, uh, you know, I'm very happy with this truck and, uh, other people it's, it's a snowball effect from there, man. Like, uh, I'm one of those people, you know, I've had, shit, we've had four, four different trucks I've had in the last few years. And I can't tell you how many times I've been like, this is all I'm going to do to it. <laughs> and yeah, I mean, you're, you're familiar with that, right? Yeah. I guarantee you've been down that road and yeah. that's, uh, that's not, not all I've done to it, man. So it, uh, so if anyone wants something beyond there, you know, like, so like, like I said, intake tuning, bam, that's going to be probably good for, I say 50% of people, you know, but the other 50% of people that want more, you know, it, uh, there's still some other stuff that you can do for those. So depending on the year, man, the, uh, man, it, it's just kind of hard to say, depending on how much power you want though. I mean, there's things like, you know, with, with utilizing the stock exhaust system, you know, you can do things like DPF back exhaust that doesn't necessarily add a ton of power. I mean, they can have measurable flow increases, but you know, it's just kind of one of those things. It's not going to be a world changing, uh, you know, effect. So typically if we get someone that wants power beyond that, you know, then we're talking, you know, something like, you know, maybe a little bit bigger turbo, you know, something like a, uh, you know, a fleece cheetah, you know, industrial makes their XR series that are a uh, super high quality turbo. Um, and so that's uh, typically, you know, just going something a little bit more expensive and uh, something like that's going to have a much bigger impact on, on your horsepower. 
Um, but when it comes to the Turbo Man, we we have sold and installed. I mean, the Cheetah Turbo from Fleece Man. It's been a super high quality product that uh, we've had really good luck with on those trucks, man. I don't know if you've ever, uh, you know, personally ran one of those products in uh, in any of your trucks, but they still, you know, they still retain the uh, the stock exhaust brake, which is a lifesaver. I I can't imagine why anyone would ever <laughs> ever get rid of the exhaust brake on a daily driven truck, man. But uh, you know, those turbos they spool good, they come in quick, they uh, supply the uh, necessary amount of air to kind of help make sure you're getting a good air fuel mixture with your stock injector, so you're not uh, sit loading that DPF. But uh, yeah, that's usually the route we go. I mean, you have, yeah, I mean, there's lots of different options for it, but uh, yeah, Fleece is typically the uh, the one that we've had the most experience with. Fleece has a ton of cool things. Like the Cheetah is one of the first things I think about, and then also their lift pumps mm -hmm. and some of the other things that they've gotten into. And uh, that's kind of leads me into the fuel system side because I think if you have a daily driver, maybe you're just happy with the tune for now and you don't think you're going to do anything um, you know else in the future or you have other plans is the fuel system side not just for getting more fuel supply to the injection pump but then also filtering out water um air different things like that yeah. how is that something you would recommend as well to look into an aftermarket lift pump system oh absolutely man so it depending on what you're wanting to do with the truck i mean fleece has their intake you know lift pumps and stuff like that but i've I've always just been a big fan of, you know, straight up going straight to a fast with those trucks. Um, you get the, uh, the extra filtration. I want to say the, I want to say the stock fuel filter on a, uh, on a 6M Cummins, like 10 microns, something like that. And then especially if you have a truck that has a CP4 pump, the fast or air dog lift pumps, they, they make a huge difference, man. Being able to actually get constant fuel delivery to your CP4 without, you know, any kind of interruption without any kind of air, without any kind of moisture, makes a big difference, man. Not to mention, you know, fleece or not fleece, uh, fastest fuel filters. I mean, they're down to two micron. And so I don't know how many people are super familiar with basically the fuel systems on these, uh, on these trucks nowadays, but they are finicky, man. You get the tiniest bit of debris in it. You can have a huge issue, man. I mean, CP4 pumps blowing up, freaking <laughs> sending shrapnel through the, uh, through the entire system, man. And I mean, we, uh, we had a, I think it was a 19 not too long ago that I did that man. And, you know, he was eight to $10,000 and, uh, you know, just to get that truck back up on, on the road. And, uh, you know, the unfortunate thing is uh, he was actually on his way to Chrysler to get the uh, CP3 conversion warranty done. And, uh, and that happened right then oh, and wow. uh, <laughs> sent, uh, sent everything through his fuel system and uh, the dealership told him to pack sand, man. So we, we, you know, we basically got his truck back here. You know, we, uh, did the whole disaster kit. We redid his entire fuel system, but the biggest thing we wanted to make sure that he added in there was the fast lift pump, just because of the, the micron count of the filtration of it. Um, and, uh, you know, he, he was happy as happy as could be when he got his truck back, man. It uh, made, makes a big difference. Not, not necessarily a huge performance gain on a mostly stock truck, but man, to uh, know that you're having consistent, clean fuel delivery, that's going to keep your truck healthy and running for, you know, the long run is a, uh, is a good feeling, man. So it's a fast air dog, you know, they're definitely a, uh, a good purchase. I mean, even, even the fleece uh, lift pump is still going to provide, you know, they have adequate fuel pressure to the CP3 or CP4 that's, that's making it happy. So yeah, not a, not a bad modification at all. Would you say when it comes to the CP4, cause that has such a, let's say a bad reputation, 
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply in the aftermarket or with enthusiasts whether it's a duramax a power stroke or those cummins year ranges that had it and people want the longevity and they look towards that maybe they're not trying to build a ton of power but they it, it kind of goes back like all the way to the beginning why do you buy a diesel truck you buy it because it's built robust makes tons of torque yep. they can put hundreds of thousands of miles on them and you might not keep the truck that long but you want that because you think i'm going to keep this for 10 years or put 300,000 miles on it. <laughs> is that something that factors into the 6.7 Cummins kind of daily driver reliability build? Yeah. So, I mean, the CP4, I mean, a lot of other countries do CP4 pumps and stuff like that. But let's, let's face it, man, our, our fuel here in the U.S. is a little bit, you know, a little bit different than what other people are working with, man. It's, uh, it's not the best. And so typically with the 6.7 Cummins, man, if we're getting a truck that's coming in here and they're concerned about the CP4, they don't have a huge budget. The first thing that we do is we, you know, we do a fast system on it. Just like I said, constant fuel pressure. You're able to uh, make sure it, uh, you know, got better fuel, fuel, better fuel filtration. So that's giving your CP4 pump the best chance at the best life. However, if you have the coin or if you're super worried about it, doing a CP3 conversion is no doubt, you know, a huge benefit to those trucks. The CP3 has been around since what, 2001, something like that. Yep. 2001. And uh, they're tried and true, man. And so it, uh, it's, it's kind of a wonder that, uh, you know, they've allowed the CP4 pump on, you know, as many trucks as they have. I mean, like I said, in other countries, man, they seem to work fine. But uh, here with the particular kind of fuel quality we have, they just they haven't had a really good run. And so Dodge offered the CP4 pump on the 19 and 20 models, if I'm not mistaken. But uh, we definitely get those in. And, uh, you know, doing a CP3 conversion has uh, is definitely one of those things that's not only going to help you know, have a little bit better fuel delivery, but it's going to be one of those, you know, peace of mind knowing that uh, this investment, this $100,000 truck investment that you did is, uh, is going to continue to, to run and, uh, and drive appropriately, man. It, uh, I mean, that's, you know, depending on your, your income, you know, some, some people, it's a lot of money. Some people it's, you know, let's just do it, you know, cause I don't want to spend, spend more money down the road, but we absolutely believe big time in the, the CP3 conversion kits, whether it's, uh, I mean, We've got a few good, we do a lot of industrial CP3 kits around here. We do some fleece stuff. Um, just kind of depends on what the customer asks, but it's one of those modifications that I think is worth just about every penny that you're going to spend on it. One of the things I overlooked the most in my journey or interest in diesel was fuel quality. And I've had Amsoil and Hotshot Secrets and other places tell me just yeah. how bad the fuel quality sucks. Yeah. And how much it varies. Sometimes you, there's a great place and you just don't know. It varies all the time. And just being able to take that variable out of the equation as best as you can through, you know, something like a fast um, kit, a CP3 conversion, even fuel additives that yeah. you can run every day. It's just such a huge part of that reliability, durability, maintenance part. Yeah. And it's, it's just kind of a, kind of a crappy deal, man. Like you don't, you don't want to go out and buy a hundred thousand dollar diesel truck and then think you have to do certain things. So like adding additive and, you know, changes CP, CP4s to CP3s. But 
man, again, you're, you're driving around in a 70 to a hundred thousand dollar truck. So at, uh, the fuel additives do, do make a big difference, man. It, uh, I don't know about you, but we, you know, we, we've sell and run a few over here, you know, hotshot secrets is definitely a huge name, man. They've, uh, tried true, tested, you know, through all kinds of third-party tests, you know, uh, we sell a lot of off lube around here as well. I'm um, just, cause they're uh, a little bit more local to us. They're in uh, the Utah area. So we do sell a lot of, uh, a lot of off lube. we run in all of our own trucks and stuff like that, but, uh, yeah, it's never, never a really bad idea to, uh, to add that. I mean, it's, I mean, some people don't want to spend the money, but yeah, I'm telling you right now, man, it's, it's definitely worth spending a little bit of extra money to make sure that it's going to, you know, be keeping your fuel system happy, keeping everything, you know, lubricated and all that good stuff. The next place my mind goes for this is I think we've addressed air. Maybe we've done a different turbo. We've got some quality you know, tuning on the truck. We're helping our fuel system. I think about the transmission next. Oh, and yeah. And that's that's where I think it ultimately goes. So, how would you advise me or or somebody that calls in or stops at the shop, and they've got this recipe with parts they want to do, but they've got a like a bone stock sixty eight RFE. Yeah. So, and the the sixty eight RFE that's that's kind of a sore subject, man. It's it's uh, it's wild to me that uh, you know you can still buy again this hundred K truck, and uh, you're still going to have kind of a little bit of a shortcoming with a uh, a part on it. But uh, kind of depending on what you're doing, man, if you're shooting for that, you know, just a little bit over stock, you're trying to have something that drives good, tows good, you're not building a race truck or anything like that, man. Typically about the only upgrade that we, you know, again, depending on budget, um, that we really suggest doing is uh, doing some of the uh, the billet no-flex, uh, you know, valve bodies. Um, essentially, you know, we do a transmission tune on it. We raise line pressure from, say, 170 to or sorry, from the stock to about 170 on a stock, stock transmission or you have that aftermarket valve body, we're able to bring the line pressure up, you know, a little bit more, you know, 220, 225, um, you know, basically it's going to help hold everything together a little bit better to where we're, uh, we're not getting that major slippage. Um, it just uh, it just really kind of depends on, on your goal. But yeah, the first thing that we recommend if you plan on modifying and heavily using that truck is definitely getting a valve body in there. Um, there's a few good companies out there. Um, RevMax has kind of been, what I would consider one of the biggest pioneers behind making the 6.8 RFE, you know, a reliable, you know, well-driven transmission. They, uh, they offer a couple variations of their valve bodies, but we definitely suggest doing, you know, a higher end billet, no flex valve body. Um, you know, ATS again, you, I mean, you're, you're familiar with them. We, uh, we toured their facility not too long ago and uh, the amount of time and effort that uh, went into uh, their valve body also, uh, you know, also was pretty, pretty incredible to see. Um, so, you know, you're, you're going to spend a couple thousand dollars, you know, between the parts and getting it in there. But uh, to me, if I, uh, you know, if I were building a 68 RFE or not necessarily fully building, but, uh, you know, making one that's going to be reliable to where you're, you know, not running a, you know, the basic modifications hook into a trailer, I would at least do the valve body in there and, uh, you know, some transmission tuning to make sure that, uh, you know, you're going to have confidence when towing, man, because uh that's the biggest thing with the Dodges, dude. It, uh, I can't tell how many customers' trucks we bring in here. We we tune it. You know, we do a few small things. And uh, the next question is, well, how long is my transmission going to last? And, uh, you know, obviously the, the reply is, you know, comes down to your driving style. You know, are you going to drive like you're 15? You can drive like <laughs> you're 70. <laughs> but uh, if you're anywhere in between or just working the truck, man, they uh, they do go out even just with normal driving. And so, uh you know, like I said, RevMax, ATS, Randy's Transmission. I mean, there's plenty of companies out there that have put so much R&D and time and effort 
into uh, figuring out how to make these things live with without having to do a, a fully built transmission. You know what I'm saying? And uh, so, you know, typically doing a uh, billet no flex valve body is uh, is good enough for most people. Um, if you're going to be one of those people, you know, have no chill, you know, someone like me who just can't seem to keep a truck under 800 horsepower, then obviously, you know, you're going to want to get in touch with someone, you know, again, Revmac, Randy's. Um, we're partial to a company called Ultimate Transmission out of Garden City, Idaho. But uh, if you're planning on abusing the truck a little bit more, we uh, we typically recommend getting, you know, a, a triple disc billet converter in there. Um, you know, some HD clutch pack, stuff like that. And if you really plan on, you know, beating the truck, you know, billet uh, input, intermediate output. And uh, yeah, just kind of going from there, man. But uh, most people don't have 10 to 12K, you know, laying around to build a transmission, man. It, uh, it It's wild how, <laughs> just how it's changed over the years, dude. It uh, my, my first build transmission I put in my truck, I think I paid like six grand for and uh, nowadays, man, I think they could get you nothing, unfortunately. Yeah, they've definitely gotten more expensive. I think way back when, I mean, granted, it wouldn't be a 6.7, but like a 5.9 with a 48RE, you could get a pretty yep. stout setup, depending okay. how you did it for, you know, six, maybe a little under, a little bit over. Yep. But, but they're so complex, the newer ones, and there's so much investment that the companies have into the pumps, the valve bodies, the mm -hmm. drums the tuning for them what kind of tuning you know if they provide it all, all that you know kind of factors into it but on the other hand it's really refreshing because i i had friends in the past that they were cummins guys and they didn't buy one they went to ford or duramax because they did not want to deal with 68 rfe because there wasn't <laughs> a lot of aftermarket support for it yep. to the level that they needed it yep. so that's where the 6R140, you know, we've heard so many stories how bulletproof those are, or Allison options. There were tons of ways to build them. And so it's refreshing to see on the Cummins side, you know, you mentioned Randy's and ATS and these other places that have invested a lot of time and effort into offering a solid, reliable setup. It kind of reinvigorates the excitement about it. Yeah, it, dude, it really does. Well, I mean, this. And this is getting less common for me, but uh, I used to get a ton of people that are like, you look, I want to build a truck for 700 to 1,000 horsepower. And the first thing they'd ask me is like, is it worth converting over to a 48RE? And I'm like, dude, you, you just bought a, you know, a 2018 truck and you want to put a transmission from 2007, you know, out of it, in it, you know, and uh, I'm like, but back back then, you know, when there wasn't a lot of options for the 60 RV, you know, that's that's kind of the way people were going if you wanted them to hold power. But uh, nowadays, just just with the uh, you know the R and D and the type of research that's been put into them, it's uh, it definitely came a long ways, man. Um, is it the best transmission in the world? No, far from it. But it, uh, at least we have the tools and the products at our disposal to uh, build up to. I mean, literally, valve body, some tuning. I would feel 100 confident hooking up to a trailer, and uh, you know. Do what I need to do with it, man. Use it as a truck. And I think that's what most, I mean, as far as I'm concerned, the customers I deal with, you know, daily driven, that's all most people need, man. It, uh, we don't need to have something that's going to hold, you know, crazy amounts of horsepower, but just knowing that you're going to have something reliable to make it up the pass goes, goes a long ways with how much you can physically and actually enjoy your truck. And so, like I said, with just, uh, just simple upgrades with the uh, transmission tuning, bringing line pressure up and, uh, Getting a valve body that's uh, you know worth a shit in there, it, uh, that's going to be more than enough for your daily driven truck, typically. <laughs> <laughs> well, the, the the daily driver side is another aspect of what surprised me because I 
I was always interested in the performance side kind of like yourself and the racing and yep. I thought everyone doesn't do this or half the people don't do it, but it's a very kind of smaller percentage of truck owners who, you know, they do want that thousand or that 1500 or even more, oh, yeah. but the other 99%, they just want to start to run to last them, get them from point A to point B, help them do yeah. their job, take their family on vacation. And that's where I think right now in 2023, the aftermarket is the best it's ever been. All yeah. the companies that are out there, all the options, um, I know we're talking about Cummins, but like SNS with their DCR conversion for the CP4, yeah. that's massive. Or they have CP3 conversions for the Duramax, um, for the LMLs. It's just like kind of the golden age of options that are available. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's came so far, man. Like shit. I remember when I first worked for, uh, for Bully Dog, man, way back in the day, this was yeah, 13, 14 years ago, more than that. But I remember the aftermarket support was hardly anything, man. Like there was a handful of companies that did stuff like that. And, uh, you know, 800 horsepower was something that was just like an insane figure, man. I remember, uh, Jared Vollmer back in the day, you know, with the, with the race truck, we, uh, when we first had a thousand horsepower on that truck as a, as a race truck, it was kind of like, dang, this is, this is insane. But nowadays, man, with, with the amount of research and development and aftermarket support, I mean, you, you can make big power and still, still use it as a daily driven truck. But to me, a true daily driven truck, man, the, uh, the funnest daily, tr- daily driven truck to me is like around that, you know, 500 to 700 horsepower range, man. And the cool thing about nowadays with all the R&D, I mean, you can do it legally, man, like without upsetting the EPA or anything like that, man. Like we'll use like dynamite diesel, for example, you know, they're wor- they've been working hand in hand trying to get uh, EO numbers, you know, for all, for all their injectors, which is huge. Um, same thing with Fleece, you know, Fleece is their, uh, their 60 millimeter Cheetah, right? A little bit bigger turbos, you know, supports up to, heck man, that turbo supports enough air, you know, flows enough air to support up to an easy 700 horsepower. And guess what? They have an EO number, man. Like, so that's a totally carb legal, you know, item that you can put on your truck. And so a lot of these daily, daily trucks, you can still do, you know, say, Say you do tuning, you got your fast, your CP3, you throw a uh, fleece cheat on there. Every one of those parts is going to be carb lethal, you know, except, you know, tuning, that's neither here or there. But, you know, that's as long as your emissions on, no one's going to give, you know, you know, too much of a hassle with it. And then, uh, you know, the last part of the equation in a, you know, in a truck like that is the injectors, man. And even you can get injectors nowadays, like, let's say. Uh, dynamite diesels they have their economy series man they're like a uh, i want to say they're like 10 to 15 percent overstock but uh they're working on an eo carb number for them so like to have that combination of parts i mean you could easily make you know 600 650 horsepower and still be carb compliant which is i i hate that we're in a day and age where we have to get excited about that kind of stuff but dude <laughs> it, it, it is what it is man it's it's just nature of the beast it's either diesel is going to go away or we uh, we figure out how to how to make everyone happy and still have our fun you know it's really true because over the last i'd say about four years maybe a little bit longer there was i think a lull with the parts available for these newer trucks not because companies didn't care but it's a long process to get the testing done to get the approval done and we get questions all the time from somebody who had a, you know, at the time a brand new 2018 or 2019, what's available for my truck. I should just sell this and go get a five, nine. I should just go back to that. Cause I can get all the parts and there just wasn't a lot available. 
and where now there is, and I think you're right, that sweet spot for daily driving is 550, 700, kind of right in that range where it's still usable. It's still reliable. You can still tow with it. And no matter where you live, what state you're in or where you're traveling to, you don't have to worry about, well, you know, what, what happens when my emissions test comes up or can I yeah. go to this place and is it going to be an issue? So that's the part that I'm excited about because there was like a two year period where people would ask us, well, can you get somebody on the podcast to talk about what to do to my 2019? I'm like, there's, there's not a whole lot yet because <laughs> these companies are working on things where now there's dozens of companies I could have on to talk about their products. Yeah. It, uh, well, and that's, that's the cool thing, man, is no one, no one really cared too much until the last few years, man. Like, heck, I, I like, man, half, it's been a long time, but like, let's say when uh, the DPF first came out, right, and, you know, Bully Dog was offering tuning, Edge was offering tuning, all that kind of stuff. And, you know, everyone was kind of trying to be compliant at that point, but the research and the technology just wasn't there to make those have things effective, man. Like, like, like I kind of mentioned earlier, man, we'd throw a tune on uh, the old 6.4 tow truck we had at the time, but the DPF would be clogged so fast, man. And it just, it just wasn't a viable thing to do at that moment. You know, being now in 2023, like I feel 100% confident when, say, a customer's truck comes in and we do, you know, the combination of parts that we've been talking about, man, to where the tuning has been refined to where we can make that tuning to where it's the sit load is, is really, you know, minimal. So you're not going to have that plug instant plug DPF issue. Like we've had, you know, in previous years, um, you know, then just match with things like, you know, the turbo to your fueling is also plays a big role in that too, man. It, uh, we see a lot of people that will either put too big of a turbo on their truck, you know, and, uh, you know, just pull slow. So obviously your, your sit load increases, but, uh, I confidently say that we've had a truck come in here, where we've done something like a fleece cheetah, you know, we've tuned it. And then, uh, you know, just a very small set of injectors. Like I said, we, we prefer dynamite over here, but the technology that has been put into between the air and fuel system is just making sure that you get everything so efficient now, man, like between the, the atomization that's happening from, you know, just how far the injectors and the tips have came to how the air comes in to just make sure everything's coming together. It's a good air fuel mixture. It, uh, it really is minimizing that sill load and, yeah, I mean, it's, uh, I mean, your emission system is just going to be just as happy with those modifications as long as they're, uh, you know, matched up appropriately, you know, then, then it wasn't stock form. The only difference is, is you get a lot more, uh, a lot more smiles out of it, man. It, uh, you know, more power, you know, worrying about pulling the hills and doing all that crap and, uh, you know, having a downshift that uh, you are, I mean, it's, it's totally possible to build a very reliable, you know, truck that makes 100 to 200 horsepower more than it was in stock form. It's just, uh, just got to make sure you're doing a little bit of research on it and just make sure everything is, uh, you know, meshing correctly together. If somebody's got specific questions for you about their 6.7 or even other trucks, I know you guys, um, you know, offer solutions and products and, and things for PowerStroke and Duramax, but if somebody's got questions for you guys, what's the best way to reach out, connect, maybe ask about turbo or, tuning or lift pumps or transmission or anything that's going to go into their particular build. It's the best way to get you in know, contact with you guys. I'm, I'm super easy to get a hold of, man. Hit uh, one. We have our phone number. That's just, just listen on uh, dailydreamperformance.com. We have our email that's listed on there as well. Um, the standard form of communication for most people nowadays is, uh, is Facebook, believe it or not, man. It, uh, you know, as far as, Man, we, we probably get, I'd say probably a good 60 to 70% of our communication is done through Facebook at this moment in time. 
Um, but yeah, I mean, as far as getting hold of me, you can find me, you know, my, my Facebook page, as far as Lyle Richmond is a hundred percent business oriented, man. We're, we're sort of <laughs> so far past having a personal Facebook page. You know, you can reach out to me on uh, just on there. You can reach out to the other uh, daily German Facebook page. Um, you know, you can call us phone numbers, 208-705-2212. Don't hesitate to uh, call text. I mean, whatever, man, it's uh, as long as we're, you're not calling or bugging us, you know, at uh, 12 o'clock on a Sunday, you know, 12 <laughs> o'clock in the evening on a Sunday, something like that. Dude, we're, we're so happy to help and uh, kind of guide people with their questions, man. It, uh, you know, it can, uh, we get overwhelmed some days. So sometimes we don't answer a little bit. Uh, we will answer a little bit slower, but I promise I always get back to everyone. Well, I appreciate you chatting with me today, educating me on, the options that are out there for these trucks and ways to set them up. And I know that listener that messaged into us is really going to appreciate um, the chat that you had with us today and talking with us about products. I know you're busy today. You've got, you know, an event that you're, you're going to be going uh, hosting for a couple days, but uh, it's cool to chat with you connect and uh, yeah, keep me updated on that. Oh, uh, six mega cab things you're doing the six, seven power stroke. You got, you'd mentioned to me that, uh, Oh yeah. That I'm sure you'll be doing some stuff too, having having fun with. It was, it was really cool to <laughs> chat with you. I'm trying not to, but it's gonna it's gonna happen, man. <laughs> <laughs> Don't forget, diesel fans, make sure and head on over to Kershaw.kaiusa.com. Use code twenty three diesel twenty for twenty percent off site wide. It's a great way to save some money, get some really cool gear. So if you're in the market for a knife or hunting, fishing, EDC, they've definitely got you covered. They've had a whole bunch of new knives release in 2023. One of the newest models are the Durlock models, and they have a blade mitts out of D2 steel, and then also different choices for blade shape and handle shape as well. So if you're in the market, use code 23diesel20 and get 20% off your order. Also want to give a shout out to some of our Patreon supporters, Tyler Lowen at 23diesel, J. Cole, John, all of our other Patreon supporters, all of you who subscribe on YouTube and podcast apps, follow us on Facebook, Instagram, TikTok. We appreciate all your support here in year seven of the Diesel Podcast podcast and look forward to bringing you more of the content that you guys want to hear in 2023 until next time keep the shiny side up